Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. Johnny G joining me as always in the High and Mighty studio is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris, and also returning for the X amount of time, the nth time. These guys are always on the pod because they are my fucking heroes. Guys, Put your hands together. <laughs> All right. Let's hit the fucking spotlight. Oh, this is not a live show. Guys, the Action Boys are in the studios with me. Ryan Stone Stanger and Benjamin Rogers. Hey, fuck boys. Uh, hope you're clapping out there. <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys Wherever really you are. Clap. Keep the applause rolling. Keep the applause rolling. <laughs> the Action Boys. Uh, John, the MC on autopilot. <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> uh, you, you guys are the only guests I'm comfortable doing the intro in front of now because you guys are familiar with how much of a loser i am and uh, this is the 10th time you've yeah seen i don't it. enjoy watching it anymore. no it's always used, the, yeah you still like laugh a little bit and be like this is fucking weird now i'm like what, what the, the fuck yeah no. now it's like when they like uh wheel james brown out to like sing <laughs> i'm comparing myself to the godfather's soul but you yeah. know what i mean he's like, also dead yeah <laughs> The, it's fucked up that they still wheel them out. They, yeah. still wheel. they fucking got to put that corpse underground. All right, let him arrest hey, in peace. Well, I don't know. The estate's getting paid. He's got a lot of family and stuff. And so, you know, they got to live. They got to uh, fucking turkeys for all those kids in Atlanta. Uh, the uh, the abrupt change in energy that you have to do is always a little unsettling. Yeah, just talking before the mic's gone. All right, yeah. let's do this. Ah! It reminds me of uh, Handsome Dan from uh, Wayne's World 2. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's uh-huh, that Harry uh-huh. Shear. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, uh-huh. And it's like, Wee! he just does like yeah. a huge squeal, and that's the only thing he says the whole time. Uh, I always love, listen, when I listen to your show, when you explain 
uh, the intro to people. Like every single time, <laughs> yes, you're always like, oh, you know, I always feel weird doing this because I don't know you that well. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, you, you always have it to. It's always a weird moment. It's like, that's, I, and I always say this, I can tell the moment someone's never listened to my podcast. Right. They're a guest and they're like, what is this? What am I into? I hate it. I got to stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think this is it. I mean, let's kill it right now. Thank <laughs> you. We fucked I, the number one. I'm going to read a fucking yeah. iambic pentameter sonnet every time. From now. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. Fuck boys. Tis I, the number one fuck boy. It was like uh, Bob Denver eventually hated wearing the uh, the Gilligan hat and stuff, right? You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like people calling him little buddy. and. <laughs> Didn't we say that we should dress up as the Skipper and Gilligan for a, a sketch no, one time? We we were doing oh, we match it, game. We did it for match like, game seventy six. You, you're like you were like, hey, I'm doing match game. Do you want to go do it with me as Gilligan and the Skipper? I was like, sure. So I go like I fucking walk around New York all day getting fucking like, and I'm my, trying. And this again. dude just got fucking super high. Show up, no costume. Oh, I got like a full Gilligan outfit on. I'm like that ought to help yeah. sell it. <laughs> Uh, the next year for Match Game 76 I did Lou Ferrigno and I just was in jean shorts cut off jean shorts no shirt and was like hello I can't hear you <laughs> anytime the game I was like I'm sorry <laughs> so fucked up <laughs> oh boy uh, <laughs> and, all right so this is an Action Boys episode yeah so in an Action Boys episode we often talk about a film Mm-hmm. What's that film today, guys? Big Trouble in Little China, baby. Ooh, maybe my favorite film of all time. Really? Quite possibly. Like it, it, when I first saw it as a kid, me and my brother saw it with my dad. It stuck with us so hard that I I enjoyed it on a level that I didn't know until I got older and then rewatched yeah. it, and I was like, oh my god, I love this movie for a different reason. It's got now. a lot of problems. I have a deep love of it. I don't even know if it's nostalgia at this point. Like I watch it, I watch it still and I enjoy it. But my dad rent also rented this and had to rent a VCR to watch it. <laughs> oh man. So like I think my dad was like a pretty big Kurt Russell fan, really liked um Escape from New York. <laughs> That was like so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Kurt dad's Russell. a total Kurt yeah. Russell head. But that's a fair that's like a good dad actor yeah. like, especially in that time, because you're yeah. talking thing this he had a good and run escape yeah. from New York. Yeah. And he um my brother watched uh, my brother and I watched it. My brother got obsessed. And then I don't know why they didn't just buy the movie because we re- we re rented this. <laughs> this became like like how little kids fuck like watch Aladdin over and over again or something. Or Frozen. Like, yeah. If you wanna, yeah. My yeah. brother and I did that with Big Lo- Trouble in Little China, so we'd like be quoting Jack Burton all day. Like I got in trouble for saying like what the hell. Was- oh, dude, I remember I the I ended up getting this Long Island uh, outline on my bicep, but the tattoo I wanted from about twenty five was just it said. What the hell, dash Jack Burton? Like a quote, but I thought it'd be such a funny quote to say. What it's the hell? so fun. It's it like you're moves. so it goes. It, the movie like goes at a great clip. Yeah. Um, Jack Burton, I think maybe the most American uh, hero uh, in a movie. He's, where he's, he's like, arguably the sidekick. He is the sidekick, but yeah. like he, he's the most American character I think in. A movie, and they point at it even more by surrounding him with Chinese people. Yeah, because he's like a doofus. (laughs) Yeah, Um, he means well. Like he's fucking thinks he's 
so suave. like suave <laughs> and like tough. He's like a guy who's seen too many movies that finds himself in a movie scenario, so he thinks he knows what he's gonna do. Kind of like I would compare it to maybe like Lebowski in that like he's the wrong character in a different kind of movie. Yeah. Or like even um you guys ever see Friends of Eddie Coyle? No. Like no. It, it's a similar thing where it's like this guy shouldn't be the center of the movie. This guy is like, like, why is he even fucking here? Like, we're kind of following a different story, but this guy just happens to be there. Well, it's and it's it's subverts it even more by he he looks like it. Like he just looks great. Yeah, he so, looks like a hero. Yeah, you're kind of like drawn to him, but he's not. Like he completely <laughs> subverts your expectations, you know, because you're like, oh, this guy, I can't. I'm ready for him to. He doesn't do anything in the no, whole movie. He not never really. has a couple moments. He, he has like a couple big moments where he follows through. Yes, right. And he right. does fucking kill. And it's like, amazing. Low, yeah. <laughs> low pan. Low pan. Yeah, David. Spoiler. What is a low pan? He's got. There's a great YouTube compilation of him being What confused. is a low pan? He's just asking question <laughs> after question after question. It's a one of my one of my favorite questions is early on at the airport when that dude bust out that staff, that like collapsible like stick. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> He literally. Hey, where'd you get that? That's six questions in a row. That sequence yeah. where the Lords of Death Town or whatever, mm. the Lords of Death Chinatown's number uh, one, the deadliest. Lords game. of Dogtown. <laughs> Dogtown <laughs> yeah. and Z Boys. Yeah, Z -boys. Yeah. The, the the dude with the fucking white, uh, like sort of racist sunglasses, the ones that make like the. Slit this movie is both like kind of racist and also extremely progressive. Well, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it's a very weird balance. In looking back, given. How how much of it is a, is in and around you know the Chinese culture and ancient Chinese mythology and history? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know. It could all be bullshit. Could like, all be bullshit. Like, like Orientalism, of right? Like, That's but, like remember like Oriental mysticism. We talk about this a lot. Is like. In the 80s, it was like Chinese people know magic. It started right. like karate it start, is magic. It, it started in the 70s, like post Bruce Lee of like these people are magical. And then it like blew out like many things did in the 80s where it was like steroid version of it. Yes. And like this is like one of the best examples of it. It's like like people just accept like there is magic like right. within our culture yeah the opening sequence is egg talking to the guy who's like i gotta know what the insurance the lawyer, guy yeah, which and suppose, he's like, uh, the deep throw from x files <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, and, which is supposedly according to imdb that was added afterwards. It, it was and it like doesn't fit because there's the great bookends of him talking in his truck right it no, doesn't they, make sense yeah. to they, set up that there you, is magic. do you want to know the story behind that yes. in the research that i did they <laughs> just like nah, nah. <laughs> we're good <laughs> the fuck up dude staying here rogers and i are trying to talk <laughs> it'd be fair it'd be fair enough now we'll just continue to make jokes and have a good time all right well yeah makes sense so uh so 20th century fox was run by barry diller at the time and they what they wanted from this movie was like an indiana jones they want that's what they wanted they wanted an indiana jones kind of brash heroic guy on an adventure and they wanted th this kind of their turn on it to be you know the chinese mysticism or have like to have like that kind of chinese tilt or asian tilt and so when the movie Instead got dead of the jewish stuff and raiders <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna have yeah, uh, yeah. chinese these stuff. chinese people are watching movies <laughs> through the roof we gotta get the chinese audience on board these nazis don't watch movies <laughs> hey nazis been done they all got blow up by the case that they look in or whatever uh uh, what about the Chinese? Eh? Uh, I love the food. Uh, so 
once it got turned in, it was not that at all. And uh, he <laughs> felt like like uh, Burton was like too uh, emasculated in it. You know, it was like too goofy. And so he fought to get that. Barry Diller just fought to get that or didn't fought, just demanded they put that scene in where he's described as heroic and ultimately, you know, Jack Burton's a hero. He's Jack a hero. Burton is a hero, right? Just to <laughs> kind of Jack inform Burton alone, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of inform how you watch it. Yeah, you know, and that was and like Carpenter was just like he didn't get it. Like he did not get it at all. That like Burton was the inept sidekick, basically, yeah, like Wang a blowhard. That's the fucking yeah. hero, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's literally Wang is trying to rescue the girl of his dreams, and Jack Burton is like arbitrarily chosen a girl to also be in love like there's like a real funny like and then at the end like the best ending to yeah. a fucking oh female to a romantic plot line in a film ever it has a weird the nah. end has a real weird like dreamlike feel I, and i don't mean the, the, him in the truck like that scene where they're like all in the debriefing at the restaurant <laughs> yeah. and, every, and everybody's like, laughing even, and, and the fucking out. journalist is like aren't you gonna kiss her jack <laughs> I rub everybody the wrong way. <laughs> it's so cool, though. It's so cool that he clearly is in love with Kim Cattrall. Like, the whole movie, he's falling for her. And then she's falling for him. And then in the end, he's like, ah, see you later. The he lawyer. says no. The Aren't lawyer. you going to kiss her? And he just says no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the end of that. He's Gracie sad Law. About it. Yeah. Gracie Law, the lawyer. <laughs> her name is Gracie well, Law. Oh, so what I was going to say earlier about oh, the, the Chinese stuff in there is that it it should be more problematic than it is, right? Because I, I mean, this is a, this as a white guy going back and rewatching it, I was like, ah, it's pretty skillfully handled um, with you know without knowing anything about <laughs> whatever actual mythology they steamrolled yeah. or made up. But it never, I feel like they're never trying to make fun of Chinese people. I don't, and like even Jack Burton, like is into. Chinese he doesn't understand it at all he just can't asks. pronounce anything like and that's why I think like he's like a very like funny like Amer dumb American yeah where he's just like he's into it he doesn't understand it yeah. he's confused the whole time like wants to be involved yeah but he never says like what is this dumb shit he's just yeah. like what what you know <laughs> yeah. and just fucking goes along it, he's like the China is here what what is that <laughs> what in the hell you mean China? his whole convert he's got three scenes where he's like talking on the phone to someone who you don't hear yeah and they're like the fun it has to be improvised because it's just so loose and funny when he's like talking to the insurance person <laughs> he's got they cut like the, th this movie is very well cut together they get a lot of great little reactions from kurt russell he's a fucking great actor the f how he constructed this character is like anybody who thinks Kurt Russell's like a one note, note guy. Like he has a real range. Jack Burton is one of the coolest characters who is a fright scaredy cat pussy. Like he like the, he does so many cool things and so many fucking like most of the time he's going, What was that, egg? <laughs> uh he's doing John Wayne, right? Yeah. yeah I mean that's doing. you know, yeah, that's his angle in. But it's cool because at first you're seeing it seems like like what is what is this impression? Like he's doing John Wayne and it bumps you, but then there's enough like nuance and then like in all those moments where he has to be And John Wayne's a great choice too. Yeah, he's totally. like supposed to be this big tough guy who like 
you know, people heavily criticized him because he never signed up for the draft. In and World that's War why II. he got super he was, famous because like all yeah, the other yeah, yeah, and he was able to were work. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to work all the way through the war. I mean, the move I would do in a heartbeat, unfortunately, is like all the guys are going to war. I'm like, well, a couple of white male spots just opened in the sitcom world. <laughs> and he's like a 40. He's like, I'm 40. I'm, I got kids. He had like 10 kids or something insane. <laughs> <laughs> I drink a barrel of beer a day. Uh, but then you hear stories, sorry, to, real quick, no. you hear stories of like Errol Flynn was like joined the military and like he was such a good soldier that you had to like actually take him out of the army because people were like, we have to we kill. The let. enemy was like, we have to kill well, Errol Flynn. Is, that's why, uh, that's why who, John Wayne like, is like a fucking sham, like is a true, because like he would have not been in combat, right? Like he just like <laughs> yeah, was nah, worried about making money. They would have put you on a boat somewhere. He, he would have just been, been right. raising money. He yeah. would have been like like going to talk to the troops and yeah. Like yeah. fucking been in a bunch of photos. <laughs> right. uh, Flynn's PR people could have, Put that stuff out. That was that's back true, before true, you know, yeah. like everybody before was like, he, you know, he could have had a, a league, uh, could have played major league baseball. You know, <laughs> right, it's like right. before you could verify any of that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, he walked away. I mean, he could have been a pro athlete. Even but like there was some, even some their size. Russell in that, right? Like, wasn't like he like a minor league ball player? He owns, he owns a, a minor league baseball team. There's like a thirty for thirty about it. He's obsessed with baseball, and it's always like, oh, he loves baseball more than acting. But meanwhile, <laughs> he's been doing acting since he was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Walt, a Walt Disney's last words. What's that? Were Walt Disney's last words supposedly were Kurt Russell, and then he died. For <laughs> one, so like on his deathbed, he was like, like one more thing, Kurt Russell. <laughs> like he was gonna maybe say something. Yeah, Kurt Russell. And somebody fuck asked Kurt me. Russell about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell's like, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he changed the subject to baseball. They're like, all right, fuck, we all get right, it. We you know? get it, Kurt. <laughs> you love baseball, but uh, this Disney thing's interesting. <laughs> you have to admit. Uh, Stanger, why don't you explain the plot of uh, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China for us real quick? Uh, it's kind of, it's not an easy thing to explain, really. I, I, I re watching the airport scene this morning, I was like, I can't wait to say like, What's the premise of this movie? What's the all right? So like, I think we start off uh, like at Jack Burton is it, like sh is a truck driver has friends in Chinatown <laughs> in San Francisco plays like Pai Gao is that what plays they some, some sort of domino he, game. domino game he delivers like pig and like yeah. pig products right pork I mean, the pork chop express. express the pork chop yeah. express so he would have relationship with those people that right. buy that that product his from buddy him. yes his but yeah i never his, put that together like yeah. he's friends with this guy who works at a chinese restaurant right so he delivers and what's then the they, place called the black dragon oh the oh, restaurant i could not even tell you i couldn't tell you i you know yeah i know pork chop express I, it's like called like the black pool like dragon or some shit it's like a not it's not Food, a good name yeah. for a restaurant yeah, it sounds it's like, like a great like dojo. action movie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds cool but not appetizing <laughs> and we don't look stuff up people that are screaming yeah. at the fucking we radio we want to frustrate you, you we frustrate will. to be honest yeah. I didn't even rewatch this movie <laughs> like I just have seen it so many times uh, so he, he cleans up at, at this Domino's game. Right. And then... Uh, Goes double or nothing on a cutting a bottle in half. Classic cutting a bottle in yeah, half. Yeah, so Wang <laughs> wants to make his money back, thinks he can cut a bottle in half with a butcher knife. <laughs> yes. 
And of course he can't because his fucking north and south are all haywire. <laughs> my, 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 what is it? My mind and my heart are going north and south. I'm all out of. Com- <laughs> Just a great reaction shot from Kurt Russell when he says that. Like, where he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> So he, and it's like, hey, uh, with all due respect, you were just in your truck talking fucking nonsense to <laughs> yeah. nobody. So yeah, is just because this guy says some weird. Kind is he of on CB? Like, is, he's on the CB. That's uh, eating they, a sandwich, which is so fucking the funny. Way when he's he pulls, chomping and pulls his fucking so, like hero into, into the frame, frame, and it's like floppy. It's and, huge. Yeah. It's like a fourteen-inch fucking. <laughs> There's a great moment because he's with like some eight-foot-tall guy. It throws you up against, against the wall. wall and, you feel your head hit that brick, and you say to yourself, uh, "The mo- asking you to." Pay his debt. <laughs> Did you pay your dues? And you got one thing to you say. You look him straight in the eye. You say, check is in the mail. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Before that, he Jack sa- Burton here. Jack Burton always before He says, literally says, before that, he goes, Jack Burton here. You know, she's worried, but I say I never drive faster than I can see. And after that, it's all in the reflexes. And he's whipping a fuck like you the scene is him in a cab of a truck no. driving he's got sunglasses on it's and he's dark. eating a sub then they it's cut raining. outside and it's, du- it's nighttime and it's raining it's dumping rain <laughs> he's in a truck he's like whipping the he's wheel he's got fucking wayfarers on god what can we it, talk about his it's great in a 25,000 pound big rig and he's yeah. driving it more carelessly than I do my Prius it's like in the rain in yeah. dark with Sonny's on eating a sub yeah. he's got Jack Burton here <laughs> Jack Burton always says <laughs> he's got two great Harley Davidson trucker hats. I noticed it rewatching it that like the end of the movie he's wearing a different hat, like the wardrobe <laughs> just like lost his hat. And then he's got like if if anybody listening to this can find it, I would love to have a fucking drug rug like that. He's got like a Baja with no hood, it's just such the collar. a great Baja. Yeah. Oh and then yeah. He's got yeah. like a fucking raincoat on over that. Then he's got like jeans. Uh, he's got and, like huge skin tight acid wash jeans into Renaissance fair <laughs> boots. Yes. Yeah, they're craziest <laughs> fucking boots. They're like knee high mucklucks or something. I don't know. What. It makes yes. no sense to wear driving. Like yeah. he drives for a living. That's got to be so uncomfortable to lace up to your fucking knee. Well, and everybody went nuts for those, you know, like in everybody that watches it is initially bumped, but then you fall in love with it. You're like, yeah. oh, it's some kind of weird superhero yeah. cool thing. Yeah, it's sort of like Superman or a boxer's kind Something. of boot, you know? And uh, they give like the, the costume designer all this credit, but it was Kurt Russell. Like he wanted them and he had them made at a special place for the character. So cool. And then that <laughs> tank top with the weird ass Asian yeah, the tank design top it, that yeah. like you can, I know you can't. I bought one for my brother. I have you one. have one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I have the what t-shirt does it mean? version. Do you guys for... know what it says or means? No, I think it's it, like a it doesn't weird... have any writing. It's I don't like a think. Chinese uh, parade float type. Uh, oh, I thought animation. it had some Asian writing on it or something it's it's this is that it that's the design yeah but it's like oh. super faded in, in the one he's wearing yeah it's that's cool looking good man looks good <laughs> thanks i'm trying on a tank top for these guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm good. a i'm a good uh sight gag guy for podcasts <laughs> <laughs> oh now you got a big hat oh, you got the nun hat on he's got a nun hat that's funny oh wow yeah okay that's good you uh, that's none of your business <laughs> oh shit non comedy is back <laughs> that's really funny if you just anytime someone says something on a podcast you retroactively make it a pun based on an outfit you're saying they're wearing <laughs> <laughs> It's a good trick. <laughs> Jack Burton here. So Jack wins big. 
He Wang, went, uh, uh, Wang uh, owes him eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like double or nothing. So it's up to like two grand that Wang owes him. One thousand one hundred forty-eight times two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he doesn't. He wants to get make have him make good on that, and uh, Wang has to go to the airport to pick up his fiance, who's a supermodel. Who's a supermodel? He is a. <laughs> Uh, poor trucker who wears like a members only jacket or he's, like a he's, restaurant he's, he's a seafood restaurant. purveyor yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. but he has a absolutely yeah. fucking smoke show Asian green eyed wa- uh, fiance who's flying in solo from China yeah who's a one in a million and somehow this guy's with her but uh, so in order to protect his investment Burton goes to the airport with him. Where he sees Kim Cattrall and is like, who is that? And fucking Wang knows who she is at the fucking San Francisco airport. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a and small all, town. It's uh, like, the San Francisco airport is shot, that 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 sequence is shot at a fucking sound state. Like, it, they turn uh, oh. an office building into a fucking airport. Oh, less, less than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. SFO is like, <laughs> they make SFO out of like a little, like a broom closet It's or like something. a mad TV set. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah. Uh, also, I'll say this about about Cottrell like when I watched it as a kid growing up it never bumped me but when I watch it now I'm like this is an add-on that's completely unnecessary like I kind of like everything that comes of it like their romance and then him ultimately denying it and she's a fun character in and of herself but it feels it feels added on it's just like oh we got to have a white love interest love interest for this because they should yeah I mean didn't need to be that's what I think is funny because it feels that because I think it plays into a little bit, like I see what you're saying, but it plays into a little bit of like Jack Burton just getting caught up in the story. Because then he's like, all right, I'm in love with her. And they're like, oh, she also got kidnapped. It's like, he's literally copying Wang. <laughs> like, he yeah, wanna... yeah, it's like he's got a lesser cool version <laughs> right, of exactly. everything that's going he's on. He's like playing along. It's like he's got like an unplugged controller yeah. next to his. Yeah, it's like, oh, now they got my girl involved <laughs> right. in the sacrifice. It's also like fascinating, like how different like Chinese relations have gotten where it's like, this is very post Tiananmen Square. Um, like she's doing like work to get people out of china right, who, right, like, like, like uh good people like we gotta get these are the people that want to be american we gotta yeah. save china <laughs> yeah. um and now it's like fucking hollywood's making movies for china yeah we're making most yeah. of our money off of china. oh yeah <laughs> yeah they own us in every way possible our real estate and our box office now Did you guys read the story about all the spies that got killed in china it's insane. No. Like, so the whole like CIA's spy network evaporated in China from like 2010 to 2012. Like there was some leak or some mole at the CIA who gave up all the Chinese sources and, and the Chinese just fucking killed like dozens of spies oh, over that like two year period. And now they like have nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrifying and badass. So I mean. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh, like you know a, what else this movie has? Um, uh, they uh, th- so they have a Gracie Law. Then they also have a journalist who shows up later in a fucking another oddball way of like, I recognize that car. And um, I think what's really funny about that is then the fat cousin is like added into the story the yes, same way, and then they they are a couple, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and it's the same that, way that yeah. Gracie Law gets added, then Jack Burton it's, joins it's, in. It's like <laughs> Eddie's got a crush on yeah, you, and then Eddie's shoot guns in like five minutes later, and like also a pro, and like <laughs> yeah. like has killed guys before apparently 
it's weird like three beats or something you know yeah. it's like each one like kind of heightening by de-heightening somehow right, yeah. or something yeah. the action at the airport's fucking great and I think those shots look great the shot in particularly them. driving away with the girl in the background the, uh, I, I'm all over the place but the Music. The music is fucking amazing. Yeah. John Carpenter, I, I I regret not seeing him in concert. He's recently. one of my favorite directors and also maybe one of my favorite musicians. He's fucking incredible. So many people ripped him off. I mean, it's like, coming back big time. Yeah, now or too. if you like watch Stranger Things or something, that's all John Carpenter, pretty much. Yeah, the, the whole like feel. Ca- of it. Carpenter he's meets Spielberg. He's got a great touch. I would I would describe this movie has this amazing touch and charm. Like all its shortcomings, you forgive because it's like it's got. All the stuff I missed as a kid, just because I liked the aesthetic and the visuals and the kind of the the fantasy element. But now you look back, like man, the humor and like how how well it's edited. Yeah, like it all. It just it's just all these hits all these perfect notes, and that's all him. Yeah, I would I would. We say. were talking about this about a different movie. I forget what it was, but it applies to Big Trouble in Little China too. The this is from the generation of movies, the good fun action movies that cruise yeah that just move that it's like the next sequence yes. is like directly related to what happened in previous like, so it's they like she go gets get, kidnapped she gets kidnapped like, we gotta get, go her. get her they go to get her they yeah. fucking go to go get her or they follow oh we missed the fucking great the 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 gang fight oh yeah, yes so, yeah so they so <laughs> she gets we actually kid- haven't gotten we're fine uh, classic we're an hour yes. into the podcast we're six minutes into the movie uh <laughs> well if you guys would stop making jokes about me laying the plot fucking, out we put it out dude <laughs> fucking say it <laughs> you just wasted time uh so this uh, <laughs> Hey, it was for a three joke. It was on a scale of one to ten, that joke was a three, and I got it out there. <laughs> I gotta get him when I can get him, bro. Hey, come get on, a, man. Three threes uh, is a nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. <laughs> she said she wanted nine inches, so I fucked her three times. <laughs> I'm on base. All right. Not everything's a home run. Oh, Uncle Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, so the gang that the gang they're going to inter they're going to kidnap the woman that Gracie Law is bringing into the states but there's but also they, another random asian girl who comes through first no that's that's who gracie law is bringing in right, right they go right. to kidnap her they, she, she stops that or like uh, she doesn't per, have green eyes yeah doesn't doesn't have green eyes they stop it from happening and they end up taking it's like mao ling who's, serendipitously uh, who's also there who's also well, I there think they're on the hunt for her but, and so they're checking they don't like know which uh, one she I is so they, i don't think they I grab her and they're like oh no she doesn't i think have they green were eyes. gonna no, put I, her into sex slavery as well uh, they're just but then they saw Going there for sex slaves. They're just going there for sex slaves. They're unrelated to Lopan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they take uh they take Wang's fiance. Right. And so then Burton now is it's in kind of like a Casablanca-esque way is like caught up in it all. And he's right. like, well, fuck it. We gotta go. He also kind of got his ass handed to him, so he's like r- running after these guys. He's humiliated, which is yeah. really funny. It's like an interesting take for a hero who got like sort of humiliated in his first interaction to be like I can't let that be the thing that <laughs> right. I can't let that be my legacy in this Define. moment. But it kind of sets the tone right. for him for the whole movie. So then they go back into Chinatown in San Francisco, Little China, and then they uh, they just turn a random corner. They turn. In there. They go into a random alley. Oh, this and we reveal Egg Shen is a bus tour driver. Oh yeah, <laughs> giving Chinese bus tours. Egg Shen, who's a big presence in the movie. Well, you <laughs> see him sorcerer. early on. Yeah. yeah. And so then they witness like this huge gang fight go down and uh let's talk about this gang fight a little bit cuz right. this is the first instance in a movie I think 
I've ever seen that was mixed medium of weapons where it's like it's fucking some people great. have Tommy guns, some people have pistols, most of them have stabs. I like that they like well so so they 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 interrupt a funeral of a like the good gang's leader. <laughs> yeah, the yellow the, the yellow guys. Yeah, the yellow <laughs> turban guys. And then um and Bert's in the tr- Burton's in the truck and they're just watching it and it's very like it's it's, it's got a cool feel to it. And they have a great prep because they're voyeurs and you're also watching it. So it's got this cool feel. Then Jack Burton sees in his rearview mirror, one of my favorite 80s action actors, the guy who's the security guard oh, yeah. in Die Hard. Yes, oh, the Asian dude with the, the Asian long dude hair with the Fu Manchu. I meant to look up his name. Yes, we've looked we've, it up we've before. We've looked it up before and He's talked about it. so yes. much stuff. And so like J- Jack Burton sees him fucking whipping a butcher's knife around. He's like, these guys, they got enemies. Yeah, and he's like, these ching dings. He's like, it's Chang Chong. You know, he like corrects him. Yes. He's like, these ching dings. And he's like, these it's Ching Chongs. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, they got enemies. He's like, of course, the Wang Dangs or whatever. And he's like, they wear red turbans. And so like- they all come out and they're like looking up at them in the truck. And so they have like front row seats for this huge gang battle and i like that they like start the fight off with like a dude just sh- like mowing them down with guns then it's like all right bullets are out these people are dead <laughs> yeah. now let's move on to yeah. fucking knives and the paul bearer stabs the things that they're yes. holding the coffin with are the weapons they use throughout the entire fight like the good guy gang they use the golden stabs that they slide out of a coffin which is like they prepared a coffin that they knew they could make weapons yes. out of. <laughs> and this is and this is John Carpenter just having fun. Like it's just, good, good uh, choreography. Yeah, good fight it's choreography. just like a bunch of guys flying around, fucking killing each other. Well, he was obsessed with those kung fu movies and had always wanted to do one. So this was kind of his yeah. chance to do it. And he got a studio budget to kind of shoot the hell out of it and and they do bring a great, in a great job for fight choreographer and pull out all the stops. And like I just love the simplicity. The reason you like that movie as a kid because it's like. The guys in yellow are good guys. The guys in red are bad guys. Yes. It's like I'm watching yeah. a video game because yeah. then it's like. Oh, was, uh, you, speaking of which, Mortal Kombat, like 100. If you like Mortal Kombat, like, and, and you don't know this movie, which I, I'm assuming you're insane. Right. The, Mortal Kombat is so infused. Mortal so, yeah. Kombat, like, yeah. ripped so much stuff <laughs> Listen, off. Listen, of you fucking idiots. Like Lopan is Shang Tsung, right? Like Lopan <laughs> yeah. and Shang Tsung. And yes. Raiden, for sure. Yeah, Raiden, oh, and Raiden is yeah. one of the fucking oh, the three, the three storms, storms. The three oh, storms. Oh, God, we haven't even gotten the end, to the three yeah. storms yeah, we got, We'll fucking barrel let's, through let's this. Let's plow through. Yeah. So, fight breaks out. They they ultimately need to get away or continue on with what they're going. They drive, and then that's is our first introduction to Lopan, right? Three, yeah, the three storms come down, just kill the rest of the good guys. That's right. And they, they, they're like three giant sort of superhero villain henchmen. And, and then Lopan. It's like lightning, thunder, and rain, and they yeah. control like lightning. It looks, could, it looks one, pretty cool. It's like right? wind, because the one guy can breathe, right? No, it's I think like, in the credits, they're rain, thunder, and lightning. Uh, yeah. Okay, I okay. think the big dude is thunder. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But it, I like the way they kind of like hang on to the lightning like ropes. It looks yeah. it looks pretty slick. Like it looks decent. It's like it's the fun. It's the cool like Ghostbusters style. Same eighties. It's uh, the same effects, uh, effects production team Is that it? did. Yeah, because it really guy, like makes your. It, I like those effects from back in the day that like make your brain do the leap rather than trying to force it to look so real. Yeah, it's sort of like his hand is near the lightning. You get it, right? I see. Like your brain does the connection. I get more freaked out by like the monster in this, which is like a guy (laughs) with a fucking shitty mask on. Yeah, like it still weirds me out more. That monster's face is terrible. It's wet and all wet looking and all that shit. It's so (laughs) slimy. And the beholder, the little eyeball thing, that's like the beholder (laughs) is fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 
and licks his sp- face. <laughs> yeah. It's you the only thing that uh, Jack Burton like hits with a bullet in the whole fight. Uh, just a couple guys. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Richard Edlund headed up the production company that, um, or the post-production house that did the special effects and the creature design. And he did a lot of Star Wars stuff. And uh, oh, wow. did Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ghostbusters, but but Carpenter doesn't love the final effects. He felt like they rushed him a little bit, and he said like this guy got hot and w- and like overextended himself. Oh, and then Edlin said I I like the way it turned out, and but they didn't have much of a budget. I guess they had like two million for post production. There's effects. some shit. The fucking neon at the wedding like does not hold up well. <laughs> right. Yes. The <laughs> the neon and, around uh, the skull. Their fight, uh, egg, egg and Lopan's like uh, hologram fight doesn't that but looks kind of. I kind of co- like But that. it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. But the it does, color it looks low rate. Yeah. The fucking weird. <laughs> Thumb, like I feel like the color aesthetic, though, is borrowed heavily in Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot of tone stuff for Guardians, and also this new Thor movie kind of evokes some big trouble in Little China, like yeah. the trailer I saw for it. Where it's yeah, yeah, where, where it's, they do like these kind of fun primary colors, you know, as a Guardians really hits that hard. Yeah, right? the, and I mean it is, and Kurt even Star Lord, yeah, and nah, Star Lord is movies past nineteen ninety three. Well, you're on the right podcast, my man. Uh, yeah, so we then, both we all stopped seeing new movies and developing as adults in uh, 1993. 93 was it for me? Ooh, what a year! Jurassic <laughs> Park, baby. I'm sure you guys are curious about what I just ate, but let me just tell you, it was a beef teriyaki stir fry with sugar snap peas and lime rice from Blue Apron, and it was awesome, and it was relatively easy to make. I'm serious. I'm an idiot when it comes to the kitchen, and I can actually cook this Blue Apron stuff and impress the pants off my wife. She comes home, and I'm like, hey, babe, here's beef teriyaki stir fry with sugar snap peas and lime rice, and she says things, and she's the cook in the family, like... Wait, what's lime rice? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, girl. It's rice with lime. Guys, I'm telling you, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Um, they want to make home cooking accessible to everyone. And I think this is like, I think even if you're actually a pretty good cook, Blue Apron does something that you don't expect, which is just like kind of open up your palate. Like, I don't really cook rice. So for to get a chance to cook rice, like I don't really make coleslaw on my own so then i get a coleslaw recipe or something like that they use quality ingredients the food is delicious it's not expensive the food is all over the place and sometimes you know it's convenient sometimes we'll end up going out to dinner and then i the next day it's like shit we're we you know we have to cancel dinner we got nothing to go oh all right yeah we have the blue apron thing in the fridge let's bang out a quick um sugar snap peas with beef teriyaki stir fry and lime rice i know i keep using the same example but there's tons of great stuff other upcoming meals are baked spinach and egg flatbread with sauteed asparagus and lemon aioli which is like fancy mayo so you know it's good three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce making stromboli come on that's like one of the more ginzo things you can do check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash mighty you'll love how good it feels tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with blue apron so don't wait that's blueapron.com slash mighty blue apron a better way to cook There's no way you guys can know this, but right now I'm just lightly caressing the smooth part of my neck, which is very smooth because I use the Dollar Shave Club razor and Dr. Carver's shave butter. Ooh, it is 
fancy. I really enjoy it. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. It's cheap. It's easy. They come to your house. The razors are very good. And I'm a, especially a big fan of the Dr. Carver Shave Butter. I know what you're thinking. Gabrus, you have a beard. Well, guess what? I also have pubic hair. Well, technically not anymore. Um, I'm telling you, the razors and the shave butter work great on necks, cheeks, and balls. I don't know if <laughs> Dollar Shave Club really wants me telling this, but if you're not shaving your balls with a razor for your sig, sig of, you're, you're missing out. You want that smooth and also, everyone knows, small potatoes make the steak look bigger. So do yourself a little favor there. Trim it up. Get that penis popping. <laughs> there's no way Dollar Shave Club is excited about me saying this. But it's true. That's what I use it for. And that shave butter is clear so you can shave safely and not, you know, and it helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. It helps me get that line right on my neck and on my taint. Guys, for a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for 5 bucks. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. They're, these are no hidden fees, no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclum.com Slash mighty. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash mighty. Get your lines tight. So uh where were we at? Then so, he- so they have to escape. Fucking low pan blinds uh Jack Burton. Washes his eyes in a pu- I this part of the That was I a remember, great effect. That stuck out to me as a kid. Is that so fucking nasty. Beamed in the eyes with light, and then he's like blind because Wang Wang, I not- can't see, and Wang's like don't worry, Jack. It's just temporary. Like, how the fuck does he know all <laughs> that's this? That's what I... I think that's, like, one of the underrated things about this movie is that Wang does know the answer to every one of Burton's questions, but will only give him the information he needs in the if, next 40 seconds. Yeah, if he asks. Like, he's always like... And he's always like, well, Jack, you know, China has come alive. F- powers of dark versus powers of light. And it's like, yeah. why don't you tell me all this in the beginning? There is... For us, as much as we're raving about this movie and well-deserved, there's a lot of clunky exposition. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, they're just. This like, is like the clunkiest. Exp- I mean, it's just like fuck. She's it. a lawyer. Watch out! <laughs> what the hell is Gracie Law doing here? <laughs> yeah, Eddie walks in and says, "Like, what the hey. hell is lawyer Gracie Law doing here?" She has. No, it's like even weirder. It's the fucking old man oh, who runs it's the not restaurant, Eddie, right? And it's like the- he has that line, and like the actor hasn't said hell before in his life, and yeah. like he can barely. He's like. What the hell is Gracie Law doing here? <laughs> He's well, I feel like a lot of it's like, uh, look, we got to get this exposition out. Let me just do a placeholder paragraph here. We're going to be more creative. And they're just like, eh, fuck it. Let's just, she can just say that. Like, we'll just it's on the shoot day. They're like, fuck, we never rewrote the exposition. Yeah. It's like, it works. Let's just go. make it work. You know, you're just saying it. They get out of this like fake Chinatown that like does look like a set, but in like goes a fun, a, cool way. It feels a lot like Escape from New York. Yeah. There's and, some Goonies-esque. Yes, like, it, do, yes yeah. it definitely has a Goonies feel too. The way they wet the streets and everything. It's really like, it's old movie making fun, you know, steam. And yeah. um, Also, this, so this was famously, the original script was a Western set like the 1890s. 
and uh, Carpenter wanted to make it modern, and so he they brought in like a, a script doctor to kind of make it modern. So they kept like the Chinese mythology, but they made it modern day. And but he still shot it like a western. And so he's got like a saddleback at the end, right? Like uh, yeah, when he's leaving town. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of his horse getting stolen, it's his truck. Yeah. And it's like it made for all this cool stuff. And he like wanted Jackie Chan too, right? He and, wanted Jackie Chan, but they were nervous about his English. And so Wang um, is great. Wang yeah, Wang is, is great. great. It's fascinating that like this is, that does sound like um, Shanghai. Uh, oh, nights or noon. Shanghai, Shanghai noon. noon. Yeah, where it's like it's sort of a similar idea. Right, right. It, yeah, it is, but like it's like so in replacing his horse with a truck. Like it's fucking great. Like it's a cool thing that Burton was a truck driver. Yeah. You know, and right. so he loses his horse slash truck. The way he makes his money and gets the way he makes his money right. and gets around. So, so he's got to get his truck. Right. Wang's got to get the girl. They break back the, in. They the mission, this this is my favorite uh, moment in the whole movie. So I want to just talk about the first break in. Kurt Russell is doing peak. Oh wait, no, no. First, do comes, they go to the whorehouse first? First is the whorehouse. They go to the whorehouse. Yeah, because that's the this first another, gang has just taken this yeah. fiance to be a like a sex slave, right? And so they just have to get her out of this whorehouse. Now this you got to give the wardrobe department credit for <laughs> when he comes he with those glasses. Great, yeah. <laughs> he's a nerd. He great. He's got this. He's like supposed to be a nerd. Who? Where did he get fake glasses <laughs> and a tweed coat from? Everyone in the movie is an Asian person who is six feet shorter than him. He also also why. Why would it matter if he was a nerd or not? Why not just be himself yeah. that wants to get yeah, a whore? He looks like a guy that would go to a whore. He's, he's a truck driver. Like, yeah, they're like classic whore. Instead, he dresses yeah. up as a fucking like, businessman. Yeah, yeah, they don't know who the fuck you are. Just be a fucking Jack Burton, the truck driver, right. getting a whore. <laughs> a, uh, a girl with green eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was hoping to get a girl with some. Uh, wishing these uh, pictures were in color. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the three storms come in. Uh, and kidnapped the girl with green right, eyes. Right, they find out there's a girl with green eyes there. And so then this takes it outside of just a normal, a quote-unquote normal Chinese gang to now yeah. they have to deal with this black magic, crazy black magic component. Right. And then they break into Lopan. And they Lopan. break into Lopan's. So Lopan owns a building that has... It's some kind of cover. I don't know. There what is, is no. The, there is no explanation as to what the, his it's criminal so enterprise. Huge. Yeah. His like it's just video it has game. access He's got to like the fucking a, ocean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it has access. It goes from the ocean to the sky and it's got like it goes wells. like all the way down to groundwater. Yeah. That like <laughs> I guess in San Francisco though you're right, close no, enough to the coast. Right. Uh, but it's just it makes no sense what the building yes, is. I agree. Like, agree. It's, it's just a bad guy's fort. And yeah. Like, get past security. That's my favorite. This is the scene. They're like, oh, they're, yeah, they we're from the telephone company, and they both got like <laughs> denim jackets yeah, on. Yeah, they got like denim jackets on. And the thing I like most about it is that Kurt Russell is carrying a phone. He's holding a phone in his hand, like a landline <laughs> phone. He's like, we're from the phone company. You got to look in there. Like, and they just kind of storm past. And he walks that. by a camera and starts, like, they're talking about That's the plans. The they walks part, by yeah. the camera. He's like, yeah, I think the problem is on account of some squirrels. They chew right through the line. Like, he just turns right, on yeah. his fake character. <laughs> then the second they walk past, He's like, all right, we got to figure our way out of here. <laughs> it's great. You reminded me of just uh, playing like as a kid. You know, yeah. like you're yes. a kid yeah. and like we got to break that in. mentality. The yeah, whole movie. just like, yeah. oh, this is just like one of those epic days you have as a kid where you're just playing all day and like yeah and it's like we're in the water we're underground yeah. we're in an elevator we better pretend to be somebody else yeah. to get through this yeah right. yeah we're in the phone company here jack 
Burton here. I love any movie that has a, an underwater swimming sequence. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. So they got yeah. a great underwater swimming sequence oh. Sequence to Looks break like the in. Mummy, the new mummy is going to have a couple. Like, oh, I'm sure. Tom Cruise, there's going to be a plane stunt, a sprint, and a fucking yeah, underwater. Yeah, I can't shame. wait for Cruise the Cruise loves oh, some it. plane stuff. He loves to run. And he I loves to, to swim. It. It's yeah. a shame. It came out after 1993. I can't see it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I guess I'm going to just watch the Brendan Fraser mummy again. So they get captured. And one of the favorite, like this first escape attempt, I really love when he gets knocked down in his wheelchair and it goes rolling all the way back, knocks down like five guys, which they all give him credit for. They're like, great job, Jack. Then he almost falls in a well. And this is so fucking funny to me. He like slowly crawls his the wheelchair out of the well and then like gets out and then does a really dramatic Leap. jump out of the chair <laughs> like he was about to fall in and but like the threat of falling was long yeah, over the chair falls in yeah still, though. yeah <laughs> somehow the chair falls with less weight into the thing it's funny when he rolls he fucking pushes it he back. pushes back yeah, he, he bucks it back with his ass the funniest thing too was like how when the chair's rolling backwards how he yells the whole way down <laughs> like all the like every inch of that descent he yells the whole time this so, like oh earlier on I, I can't remember when it was when he first sees the storm at the, the whorehouse i think it's rain and he lifts up his hat and then punches him in the face and nothing happens and, and he, he does the nod, nod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the greatest moments <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so much of like, just this is not the way I planned this to be. And yeah. like, it was like, and this, this one, they try to escape. He jumps on his back, immediately gets punched off. Yeah. And then he just like, let's try that again. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's just talk about the, the, the plot of this movie is they go to the airport to get the uh, girl, right. the Lords of China. She gets kidnapped. Then they go to uh, the whorehouse, the whorehouse, whorehouse. to get her. She gets kidnapped by the next gang. Right. Then they go to rescue her, and Gracie Law gets kidnapped. Yes. And then they go back right. a foot. Like this is the fifth attempt at the rescue. Yeah, it like, keeps they getting keep losing. Yeah, yeah. When they get out. They get out. A monster grabs Gracie Law. The aforementioned great got- couple of great action sequences. Yes. where he's trying to um, get the gun to fire the whole time, and Wang is doing like kicking. Like Wang is fighting like eight guys yeah, he and he's does. trying to get that little well, submachine gun it's, loaded. It's kind of a great thing that they do in that he's like a brash blowhard who's in over his head and they really pay that off because he would it's like he's like kind of a fit truck driver mixed up in this doesn't know how to shoot a gun <laughs> yeah. and messes up a lot with the gun but take the safety off yeah. the, gu- the gun exchange is also that's a great, a great moment they have a shotgun like, a trade, pistol yeah. and a machine yeah. gun and, yeah. like, it around. and then uh, no one wants the pistol <laughs> I, I love it where they're uh, that's what again makes it like a little kid playing yeah. like you're like I, I want, want the, the cool, cool gun. gun yeah yeah. They, they, they lean into all that stuff and I love where they're like he's finally taking the charge and uh they're running out of there and they've rescued all these other like ho- quote-unquote whores out of the whorehouse uh great so, women you like, can, let's just like, call them women women yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about that going forward let's just refer to them as women <laughs> yeah can you gotta stop doing that thing <laughs> these broads these quote-unquote whores <laughs> It's a weird way to describe everybody, man. I meant to tell you this earlier before the podcast. Yeah, when started. you were talking about the girls in front of you at the coffee shop. He's going, no, these the whores in front of me were uh, these were taking forever. <laughs> and uh, I did. I ended up ordering from a guy, but the uh, the barista that made my drink was a whore. You know. 
fucking awful. <laughs> Crazy. What three like, men that ho- three white straight men host a podcast. <laughs> We're just We're being talking about Asian whores. Yeah, she had a fucking slip between her legs. What, what do you want me to <laughs> say, man? Call, what do you want me to call? Yeah, <laughs> she had a gash. What do you uh, want me to say? They, they, she pulls that uh, in the, that rescue attempt of the prostitutes where she pulls the the pole and just smoke comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking great. <laughs> so well, there's I, a couple of great again, like kid, like he's crawling with the knife in his mouth. Yeah, he's getting that's the dude, so like fucking the, funny. That, I've like, done he that. Keeps putting the knife in his yeah. mouth yeah. and never really using it. No, right. it's always in his boot, and he'll pull it out of his boot and doesn't get it out in yeah. time. Or he gets and pinned it, underneath gets like the p- guy in the armor <laughs> later on. Uh, <laughs> but I love the part. It's it's perfectly edited to where he runs out in front and he's like, "All right, here we go." And like he opens the door and there's just like a mass of guys behind it, and then closes it really quick. And he's like. They might be blocking the way or something. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. What is he saying? Like, I'll go first. Oh, yeah. he closes. Like, we're gonna need to find a different way. Like immediately, <laughs> everybody hide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's everybody hide. Yeah, yeah. Just opens it and there's just like a hundred guys with yeah. guns. It's like, everybody, it's, just, it's like perfect. It's like comedically timed, perfect. It's by Kurt Russell and then how it's edited is yeah. like fucking great. So then they get out, but Gracie Law gets kidnapped. They yeah, don't she- save the gr- girl with green eyes. She isn't with the other women. Yeah, that is that's also great. They're in uh, eggs, a fucking cool old truck, his bus. <laughs> yeah, which I and, guess and, and is and like j- doing tours in Yosemite now or something. <laughs> it's like a nineteen thirty six. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> weird IMDb thing. <laughs> which yeah, I'm always like, I wonder if this is true. Yeah, <laughs> or am I just spreading more lies that someone put on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, but like, Jack or. or Jack Burton's like, I keep wanting to call him Jack Russell. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to call him Jack McBrayer. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking cool name drop. Jack R- Russell. It's a huge name drop. I'm going to build a whole hour and a half show around it. Uh, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Shit, I can't edit my own podcast. <laughs> so they're like, we did it. We made it. And then like the old guy's like, okay, where's uh, Ma Ling? Yeah, and they're like, like, we didn't get her. And then it's like, Oh, where's Gracie Law? <laughs> like they did a bad job. Yeah, they rescued eight whores and left <laughs> the two women. That they let they like net netted six women. Yeah, <laughs> they lost yeah. two and gained eight. Um, I love. Uh, there's a sequence when they jump in the car and then. They fought all different types of people in this uh, boss's la- layer so far. They fought guys in like the karate uniforms. They fought female prison guards with weapons and shit. But then when they leave, the security it's guards guys in like mil- fucking, paramilitary yeah, uniforms like, oh, opening yeah. up with, with machine M16s guns out in the streets and we're just go just spraying at a bus full of people driving away. It's great. It's very video game esque, yes. right? Yeah, your princess is in another castle type right. thing. It, it's exactly that, and it's yeah. like now we need to go in. Again. So first attempt fails, second attempt, they go in, now Egg brings his fucking squad of good guys, and there's that great joke where it's like, these guys speak English, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, totally American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, that This is where the movie, this is like, you could put this out as the movie. Yeah. Like you could put from the moment they decide to get together to the end. There's so much great stuff before, but this is like a 35 minute short film. Like you, you, you could be dropped in, not know any of the lore at this point, and just enjoy this as like a because it's such a straightforward adventure. And they it's also like, justify that guns won't work, like guns yeah, are useless and, yeah. and magic. Oh yeah, like, and then yeah. they take the they take the potion. That's right? one of my. F- the potion uh, is such a great fucking scene. Yeah, and even Jack uh, Jack Burton's like. Wang, what is that? It's a secret potion? He's like, yeah, thought so. What do we do, drink it? He's like, yeah, thought so. <laughs> but but the way Kurt Russell's delivery is doing it is like, 
of course this is what we have to do yeah. now. This is insane. Like he's like the, his commentary on he it. He slowly accepts magic as the movie goes on because like it, early on when he's calling the insurance companies like, and we got a bunch of guys on wires flying around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, before the potion moment is the moment that uh, is one of my favorite, my other favorite. Like those are my three favorite moments. The when you he got walks, a lot of fucking favorite moments. In, in my you favorite moment, five years old. <laughs> my three favorite, favorite moments are when he walks by with the phone and, and like does the cover story. The potion is my other favorite moment, and then before that is when that fucking they're underground and they're like walking and they got all have weird weapons. Egg has like a ba- a basket of marbles, right? And a giant like lantern fish comes out yeah. in the water Easy and he, throw, he just throws like three marbles at it they explode it goes away he's like it'll never come back and jack burton's face they cut to jack and he's like wide-eyed staring at him. he's like what what will we'll never, never come, come back, back. <laughs> that's my favorite like, he's like because egg just brushes it off like it's so he's such a good comedy straight man in that moment when egg's like he'll never return he's like what what was that like just the look on his face like a That's fucking great. monster comes out goes like eats, rah, rah, rah. eats a guy <laughs> eats a guy eats a guy eats a fucking yeah, one of their they men. lose one of their party egg yeah. throws fucking marbles that make smoke and lightning <laughs> and then he disappears it's a cool weird yeah. fake but cool looking fish yeah uh yeah yeah kurt russell's incredulous is perfect throughout this whole movie right. like he does that because that could be exhausting to do or to watch but i feel like he keeps coming up with new ways to kind of make to it be yeah to make yeah, yeah to be surprised but make it fun they have that great moment after they drink the potions when they're in the elevator and you is this see one like, of your favorite moments yeah this is my this is my 21st favorite <laughs> moment of the film I, I gotta give low pan credit to he's fucking great like he, he he's really, funny he's funny the scene and like yeah where he's like kind of treating Kim Cattrall like she's a fucking like dog or something <laughs> like ah oh, there's fire in this one like fucking like prodding her yeah, yeah the guy what's his name the actor, he's in so Hong, much stuff. James Hong, maybe? Oh, I think it is. He's yeah. amazing. He's like Seinfeld he's, Party of Four. Oh, yeah. He's like, caught right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he has like 500 credits. And like he's in Kung Fu Panda. Like he's the- uh, He's the bad guy's voice, right? Or no, no. He's Poe's dad. Like the duck, the- uh, No, what is he? Like some kind of bird that has the noodle Oh, he's like the, the goose that shop. makes the dumpling? Yeah. yeah someone yeah. has yeah. his son. Because cool, <laughs> Lopan is like, of course, trying. his goal is that he wants to be human again in a young he's like body. Part God, he's, he's, like, he's cursed. He's cursed from the the guy who like unified the like China or something. Yeah, like he lost. He was like a warrior yeah. wizard, and he lost some battle. And this guy cursed him to no longer have be of flesh or something like yeah. that. And so the only way you can break that curse is to take a green eyed bride. Yeah, and then sacrifice and, her. To oh, and demon. guys, Gracie Law Kim Cattrall has green eyes. Yeah, yeah. so Which we get kind of like, like, but so they, she doesn't have to be Chinese. So right. like this should have been way easier for you. Yeah, yeah no, well, you're in America yeah. looking for now. You can well, find well, now. You can use white girls. They, they have green. That's eyes. That's a huge they, plot point. Yeah. Uh, listen, it was a different oh. America then, guys. <laughs> that stuff wasn't allowed. It gives uh, you the best line. One of the best lines in the movie though is two girl with green eye." We used to say that so much when we were kids that we got in trouble because it's like this is offensive Asian accents. We're like, oh right, uh, <laughs> two girl with green. Eye. What, what makes it offensive? Because if you do it where it sounds exactly 
Yeah, I like even just <laughs> trying to sound like Lo Pam before I started to get a little self conscious about so, it. But I think I sounded like him. I don't know. I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not doing a Chinese accent. I'm doing Lo Pan's voice. Is that I don't the way know. To look it's, at it, it's, right? uh, yeah. it's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah. where, where's the line? Uh, I want to hear from some of our Chinese listeners on this. <laughs> where do you guys feel about Big Trouble China uh, as far as. Yes, like, seriously, if there's it, any yeah, Chinese I do, listeners. I am, if there are Chinese listeners or I Chinese American listeners. Yes. <laughs> I am genuinely interested in. Like Me how too. you, what your reaction is to the movie, and uh, if there's any black listeners, how are comfortable are you with my Sam Jackson impersonation? <laughs> 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 you don't say get these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking plane without accidentally doing a little too black of a voice. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Quick sting. <laughs> uh, uh, great scene. Uh, Jack Burton shooting his gun and just knocking himself out. Oh, yeah. Like through the first yeah, part he, of the big fight at the wedding at the end. Yeah, the big like the last battle. He, he fires the gun off into, into the, the air, air and <laughs> blows off some of the ceiling and it knocks him un- unconscious for the majority of the fight. Yeah, and then when he comes to. He accidentally kills a guy who falls on him while he's trying to get his knife out of his boot, right? Yeah, it's funny, but I don't this one isn't as comedic as the other ones because I was more just watching it like, get out of there, man. Yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't the comedy doesn't play as much. No, it feels also like hat on hat. This is like the yeah. ninth time he hasn't succeeded in a uh, right. and then uh, yeah, as they're escaping um, there's the great, like, they kill lightning by throwing, like, a Buddha statue on him, like, oh, down right. a hole. Uh, um, oh, fucking the thunder. Yeah, the cr- thunder just fucking explodes. He, like, breathes in too deep. Great. Oh, man. Great that, special effects. Yeah, the mid face. The mid face. Holy yeah. shit, that freaked and me out when foot, I was a kid. Me, too. Like, that was one of those images that stayed with me <laughs> forever. It's coming out of his kid. ears and his face. Also, on his feet burst out of yeah, the boots. It's yeah. a weird, like, garbage pail kid Yes, it looks thing. just yes. like a garbage pail. And then, um, and of course, Lopan's death is awesome because Jack Burton misses. This is his big heroic moment. Yeah. Uh, He misses. Oh, he's got fucking lipstick. That's a good joke. That's a great joke. He finally kisses her and he's got fucking lipstick on his mouth for the whole, like, last big battle scene. Yeah, it's like all the badass parts where they're like, uh, when he's finally a badass, he looks like a clown. Yeah, he's using grappling uh, hooks and fucking throwing knives at people and actually fighting. And he has, like, that line of lipstick on his face. No, and it's a testament to Kurt Russell because these other guys that we love Stallone and Schwarzenegger and stuff I don't think they would do it like I don't they, no. pull it no. they, they would they would say no they would say no they would right, say right. They're, they're, they're not comfortable too, yeah. looking like a fool so that finally you get to see this guy like you're saying be a badass and he's like he looks like an idiot yeah. he's got the he's fucking got a he tank looks, top and boots and a fucking uh, lipstick he's, on. he's got <laughs> lipstick on that she later makes like a big thing of taking off at like sort of a stressful moment oh wait hold on yeah, yeah. Uh, like a mom cleaning the kid's face Mrs. Off Lopan with his knife that he's been wielding in between his teeth this whole movie yeah he picks it up goodbye mr burton then fucking he catches it when lopan throws lopan it throws it back <laughs> jack yeah. catches it whips it back on repeats it's all in the reflexes yeah the whole building starts falling down <laughs> it's great though because it's one of those you know you've seen that clunkily done in movies where you're like oh i wonder if uh that I wonder if Kevin Costner throwing knives and the bodyguard will come back later. Right. But in this one, I feel like yeah. eh, it's, he makes the big point of being it all in the reflexes. He yeah, does he it. He catches with, the bottle. In the, yeah, in the, catches like, the bottle yeah. and then yeah. does it here. And it was great. And then it's like it's believable that this pretty fit kind of hard nosed truck driver is like maybe 
kind of athletic. It's yeah. like peak yeah. what he is badass. Right, and he's wise. taking the potion drink. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's you know, one of those things. I'm feeling that, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's, they're in the elevator, that moment when they're like looking at each other and they're like wasted. They're yeah. lit. They're going like, I'm feeling good. It's like, yeah, me but too. But then I'm he even good. undercuts that and being like, it's hot in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel invincible. Yeah. You guys yeah. feel invincible? In yeah. Out like the wind, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> they have those funny, like, leave the camera on improv moments that yeah. like you we literally did not see again until like the marvel movies now right right where it's right. like wow this is a big movie with like shot on film but they're like just letting the camera roll right like an elevator sequence where like captain america and thor are like oh yeah fourth floor huh like, yeah like, let him riff on to pretend that yeah what are hell? these numbers go what are these written in chinese <laughs> yeah. they go down yeah let me guess <laughs> down that makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. I forgot about that. He's one of these numbers written. They go down, Jack. <laughs> what happened to in and out of, like the wind? <laughs> uh, I will say too that like uh, that grappling hook pulley device that they it's used insane. to get out. Insane. Great, but it's so small. Yeah, it had to it's be so like small. There's no motor or anything. No, there's like... nothing, and it had to be like in the script. And I'm sure they imagined it one way, and they got to shoot, and they're like, "That's what the fucking crossbow looks it's like." like, Or else we would have had to seen it in it's all the magic. shots of him up until just this like, moment all right i guess just magic fucking use it i guess it looks like a cracker jack prize like they're all flimsy and like he it looks passes. like the shit in the back of a boy's life magazine that you're like i yeah, need I this get and that. then you order it for like three payments of 29 dollars like and it an, comes and you're like the this fuck is, is this it? thing it's a toy dude it's the kind of shit i would have killed for as oh a kid. My God. like it, i thought it would change my life i got like w- my dad got all these martial arts magazines and e- like once a month a catalog would come and it would be like karate uniforms then it would be like weapons then it would be like geese and like ninja and it would be like the craziest shit and me and my brother's like just dream just shop look, look dream shopping like <laughs> things are circled like in different colors it's like anything circled in red is what my guy wears yeah, <laughs> yeah we had like uh, just all sorts of catalogs that were all like fucking Weapon. earmarked and disgusting <laughs> and like folded none of the sale prices probably made sense anymore right. it was like still like yeah someday I'm gonna get this fucking this hovercraft <laughs> yeah. I ordered a big survival knife from boys life and it literally the one that like unscrews with the yeah, compass, with the compass the it literally broke as I was taking it out of the fold, like yeah. the thing that it came in. It was like the cheapest shit imaginable. I used to be into spy tech. Oh, I had like fucking, I had the, the fucking sunglasses with the, with the rear mirror. mirrors. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Like, I had like a fucking magnifying glass and like chalk and shit. Dude, like, I, I had the can't... vest. I had the spy tech vest <laughs> that held the fingerprint kit. <laughs> Like, uh, who am I going to fingerprint? I had a young detective's handbook that I was obsessed with when I was a kid, and I carried around chalk and a magnifying glass and scotch tape to do, <laughs> to do the fingerprint. Uh, that situation would ever arise. My, uh, I had like a fanny pack. I went to like school with like a fanny pack that had a fucking magnifying glass in it because I was so into the. Uh, my trapper keeper got yeah. stolen. Let me dust for prints. Yeah. Oh, I found it. Oh, I'll yeah, still throw my spy tech vest, a fucking fedora. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking nerd reading Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, I my apartment got broken into when I first moved to L.A. and I had a uh, my roommate had a gun that got fucking stolen, and so because of that, they had like a crime unit come investigate, and they were dusting for prints. And like you know, you see like all these procedurals and like CSI and everything. And so I was 
it's not that at all. It's like a bunch, like a couple of like frumpy people just like <laughs> wandering around. They're not in lab coats. Not in not. lab coats. And they were, they were dusting for prints. And I was like, how, like, have you, how does this work? And, and she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, do you catalog it or do you cross reference it? And she's like, honestly, I've never successfully matched a print to anybody ever. <laughs> My, uh, <laughs> just like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see you later. Yeah, well, Big that's, huh? yeah, pretty exciting. My, my ex-girlfriend and I got our apartment broken into, and they just stole my laptop, and they, like, robbed the people upstairs, and, like, fucking the people below us got, like, we got off easy. Like, they just popped in, like, took my laptop, left. These two cops come in. Didn't you the, walk past the dude? She, she fucking, like... Fucked him. She, she fucked him, <laughs> and like that was the beginning and the end of our relationship. <laughs> she I, let him in. Too he far already had your laptop, so she was cheating yeah. on you, and she was she was cheating on, you with on the, my laptop with the guy, and gave him your yeah. laptop. Is what happened. Okay. So these two cops come over, and they're the classic like. One dude used to be a bully and the other dude used to be a nerd. And so they're like, one dude's an asshole and the other guy's like, this is a cool comic book. And he's like really into the fucking like fingerprinting everything. And like he puts like, it's like this black magnetic powder. It's all over our fucking apartment. And he's like, I think one of them was a woman. I'm like, it's my girlfriend's hand, dude. It's like she, <laughs> you would be surprised, but her fingerprints are in her apartment as well. How can you tell like a like a, a whore fingerprint as opposed to like a guy fingerprint? <laughs> <laughs> Just three dudes laughing at calling women whores. Oh like boy! Very oh boy! Uh, okay, let's let's I'm finish wanna, this baby off. The I'm gonna want to edit this. The outlet. last shot. They fucking uh, Burton's giving more advice. He's doing on his CB, whole, like, yeah. and then we get a great reveal. There's that the it's fucking like, monsters in his truck. Wait, 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 but isn't it? It's like when the going gets tough on a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Jack Burton here, Pork Chop Express. I don't know. That's all I know. I forget what he, he says. Something like. Uh, the ending line is like when the going gets tough, Jack Burton gets at it. You know, he's got like some fucking take on one of the. Yeah. I forget what his it's final like, line is. What the hell? Yeah, he's got a, so many great lines. He's going to take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you feel like Jack Burton is kind of lonely? I definitely do. Like the when he's like at the end he, of like, I kind of rub everybody the wrong way. <laughs> it's like, I'm a fucking loser. Yeah, the first <laughs> in the first scene, he feels really lonely to me. Like two just Californians. Like, Where's everybody going? Yeah. Like <laughs> chomping on the sandwich and stuff. You're just like, oh, man, Talking this guy's no one. On this the guy's CB. got nobody. man. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's like finding one of those random YouTube channels where it's just some fucking psycho. Oh, talking. yeah. That has yeah. like yeah. 950 videos yeah. that are yeah, like 30 like minutes. <laughs> Three views. Like the action boys, <laughs> yeah. Some some like v- videos with like zero views, you know. Yeah, like, why are you putting it? Take it yeah. down. Yeah, just like zero. that dude. There's like that famous video of that dude on his deck doing comedy. Do you know oh what I'm yeah, about? yeah. He's got like 50 videos. He's of got him a lot doing yeah. like weird comedy routines on his own back deck. Yeah, like. But now no, they have like hundreds of thousands of views. We got on them. Tosh, and so yeah. then that like somebody sent us a video of some kids slicing water bottles. Did you watch yeah. that? I watched a couple of that kid's other videos where he's like telling you how to disarm like a burglar with a katana and he's, he's like, like a heavy super he's like a it's like a very cliche internet video he's a very yes. fat white loser who's very into martial arts and he's got like a fucking sword well, this, he's cutting him, water bottle made him a loser. <laughs> this kid was born in the i'm r- a fat white guy who's really into martial arts but i'm cool 
This kid was, I realized I needed to <laughs> distance myself from this uh, this YouTube guy. He's not guy. me. He's, he's not me. Is this a loser? I'm cool. Because he's fucking 15 and I'm 35. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> he makes videos that are so self-indulgent, I say, on they hour three. Of, <laughs> is this this the most problematic episode we've ever had? No. This will be on Moshe Kasher's <laughs> show or whatever. <laughs> And now we're going to play an hour of a podcast <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, got a whole culture, uh, gender, and then just some yeah, poor guy. Yeah, we did guy. the whole thing. We did it all. We, we did the bullied. whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, so that's... That's Big Trouble China. That's Big Trouble. Big oh, yeah, and then the reveal. I love it. Just a great reveal of the monster. Is still on the truck. On his truck. Yeah. I remember one of my friends watching this after I talked about it, and his his reaction was like, you make a lot more sense to me now. <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. Oh, you really like this movie? Okay. If someone really likes Big Trouble in Little China, I could at least talk to them about that for yeah. hours. You know, and Because it's a movie that it's like... It's when you're like uh, invited to a wedding where you don't know anybody and like, like <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that movie. It's like, oh, okay, great. This will eat up a fucking hour I can talk of this. To this yeah, because it is a weird movie that it features like martial arts, mysticism, comedy, action. Like you have to really. Yeah. Carpenter was talking about it like it's like a kung fu Western ghost story <laughs> action movie. You know, he's <laughs> right. like, what's not to like? Right. But for some people, that's like. If one of those elements turns you off, you're not going to watch yeah. it. But yeah. if you like this movie, that means like all of your quadrants are lit up. And for me to like light up guns, fighting, uh, mysticism, like all that shit's my favorite. I, yeah. I guess it it didn't it didn't do well in the box office. A huge home video, and like obviously now a huge cult following. But it grossed like eleven million dollars. Yeah, and John uh, Carpenter will be the first person to tell you that he is broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's not really, rich he's off of Halloween, and uh, like, he should be bitter. He's bitter about it because he got fucked. I feel like he, like he, he was, was ahead of his time. He was on a crazy hot streak. Like he had done uh, this like well reviewed Elvis movie, right? That Kurt Russell was in. That's where they started working together. It's oh, a TV Carpenter movie. Did that? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like I a three hour kind of TV miniseries. Halloween was a sensation. Then Halloween was a sensation. Starman was Oscar nominated. Then like the thing, which was like a, Halloween two, was also did well. Yeah, and then he did this one, and uh, and thing didn't do well thing but i think it did okay as like yeah. in the horror genre like yeah. it did okay it wasn't a halloween but it yeah. did okay but like i think based off the strength of halloween and starman he got this one and like they were talking about like jack nicholson and clint eastwood for it like they really wanted it to be an answer to raiders oh, of the escape lost from new york it was also a oh hit. yeah and escape yeah. from new york was a hit right all oh, right that yeah was it. and uh and so it, it didn't do well and like they thought it was really tested like through the roof and so, like, it surprised them that it didn't do well. And I guess at the time, Fox would would allocate $3 million to market movies, and they didn't spend that. And they were just, like, bummed. They were just, like, why wouldn't you put... Try. The, why yeah. wouldn't you try, you know? And so, it just, it, it just bummed them out to talk, you know, to, yeah, it didn't so, do well. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, you know the whole thing now, and <laughs> we ruined it for you. Uh, and you fucked up. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Action Boys. Before we go... Um, if you're still listening, if you're still listening, this is actually very good. If you're the person that's still on at this point, this is, this for is pertinent to you. How uh, long is it? Been, how long are we going here? We've been going for about an hour and change. Oh, uh, that's okay, not it's not bad. That's actually low for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we talked for an hour before we got on. Yeah, that yeah. Was the problem. That might be what we have to do from now on to keep these fucking bearable. <laughs> For the listeners. On so, that note. On that note, speaking of trying to make things bearable, 
Um, some people have been messaging us on Twitter about uh, doing exclusively Action Boys, and people mentioned now that Patreon or Patreon is a thing where uh, someone could pay a monthly fee and get access to, um, a, a, you know, a specific podcast like the Doughboys, who are another favorite podcast of mine. They're doing the Doughboys double on Patreon, and they're doubling it up. So we were saying maybe we spin off Action Boys off of High and Mighty to its own weekly podcast via Patreon. So we're talking maybe $5 a month gets you four episodes or, you know, a a weekly episode about different movies. And of course, the reason we would want to do this on Patreon is to have the money that it would make sense for us to dedicate the time to it. And we would be recording, uh, putting out more episodes, uh, all different types of episodes, um, way more like well, user submitted, uh, listener submitted movies. Yeah, that's and what stuff. I was going to say. Since we'd be doing it more, we could. There's everybody has like great suggestions, and I think doing it weekly, we would be able to figure out a way to incorporate start, yeah, those start listener suggestions. But wait, Gabriel, so you were saying you just wanted to phone it in and take money. Right, yeah, I know, but that's we can, we don't tell them this part. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh sorry. So, okay. All was... right, let's be completely frank. We get together and talk about movies anyway, so we're trying to make a few bucks while we do it. <laughs> we're gonna have an hour and a half long conversation about London Has Fallen anyway. You might right. as well be there to listen. So if to you, it. I don't know, if you guys say we should do this, let us know. If you think we're fucking assholes, yeah, let us tell us. Let us know either way, because if it. That we have a we have a number of listeners in our head, like a small number. That if we get that many people to agree to do it, it makes sense. It'll be fun for us to do, and um, it'll be good. So if that's what you guys want, we'll do more movies. We're talking about expanding like the format a little bit, getting in, you know, hopefully some celebs for uh, interviews and to talk to us about movies. Like uh, we're reaching out to various people. No promises now, obviously. But <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? About? I'm gonna get yeah. Jeff Speakman and Stephen D'Souza <laughs> separately. We're gonna uh, get them on the pod and commentary episodes. People like the if you like the Die Hard episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People or... like those. <laughs> people like it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then also stuff in theaters. You know, doing some yeah, stuff we'll in more theater. topical shit. And so. if we don't follow through on this, don't kill us. Uh, we're selective few listeners yeah the handful of listeners who are really into i could probably call out the five people's (laughs) twitter handles that will tweet at us first and say uh we're down we know you guys are down the sakame brothers danny jepson and whatever other fucking lunatics out there (laughs) but yeah so let us know if you think action boys patreon if you if you would listen to a weekly action boys episode um and uh give us an opportunity to really expand uh what we're doing here and record way, it watch feels, way more movies yeah, it feels yeah. weird to be sincere right now doesn't yes, it yes it does I'm feeling <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable I'm, I too, it's too. not helping the show. Yeah, it's not helping trying to be sincere in front of you two who are both like <laughs> grinning devilishly like look at this asshole the exact so same trying to see you struggle <laughs> through we got, like good ideas then, and, yeah. we gotta uh, like maybe I definitely should have recorded this separately from <laughs> not necessarily after 90 minutes of talking straight um, just stuff for heart, the heart and this is uh, and we turbulent you, time and- that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we could just do something positive, you know, and just remind ourselves why we all love each other. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so tweet at us if you think uh, Action Boys Patreon is a good idea. At Stone Stanger, at Ben underscore Rogers, at John Gabris, no H's. Um, hashtag Action Boys, boys with a Z. And uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, and we will be, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll hear more from <laughs> My hangover is kicking in. I need I need weed and lunch so bad right now. 
Um, we just, look, we just love people and we, we love, love people. And, we love movies. Uh, we just want to. We'll we try look. to get you guys some tote bags for something. <laughs> Yeah, look, we just need $80 a month each to get us through this next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Art and commerce, you know, they're not bed friends, but, uh, you know. Uh, all right. Later, shitheads. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>